Well, I know you missed me last week, and I missed being here. I'll never get in that mess again. Are y'all ready for the word? All right, we're going to have a good time today. You're going to we're going to walk out of here slapping yourself. You're so happy. You're going to be going. How can a human be this this happy? Just because I got up and went to church. Well, you're fixing to have your life changed. Before I before. Um, I've been preaching on the fourth dimension. And by the way, if you see me, I only have one shoe on. It's because, well, I'm having an issue with my left foot, and it don't fit in my shoe right now, but it will soon. So, you know, I I, want to say something to you as I get into faith. I think, I fear that people like me uh, is a little deceptive. You have this idea that if you're in faith, you never have trial. No, let me tell you something. If you're, in, if you're a faith man, you probably have more. I, I don't, I'm not a proponent to pretending like I never go through anything. I go through stuff. But I go through it. I, last week, I don't know what happened to me. I put my guard down and I don't know whether I had the flu or COVID or what hit me, but it, whatever it was, it knocked me flat out. And I just got up and asked God to for, forgive me for getting in this mess. Went down to the farm store and got some uh, horse paste, ivermectin. That's the nastiest stuff you ever just you, you don't want to tell them what you're doing. Just, just pretend like you got a horse. You know, just. But I didn't go home and try to get healed. I'm already the heel. I've, I, ha- I haven't had a bad week. I don't ha- I'm not going to have a bad week. Now, have I had problems? Oh, yeah. And I, and I kind of think sometimes that you get this idea that because Lisa and I are always up, we're always preaching on faith, always, we don't have any problems. Good God Almighty. I think the devil tried to kill me more than any human I ever met in my entire life. <laughs> and if you think that if you if you if you don't know there's a God, you'll learn quick. There's a devil, and he don't like you. He don't like me. So anyway, I woke up last week, and I and I thought, well, I don't want to. If I have something, I don't want to push my faith on you, and I don't want you to get something I have. I just stayed home and got my Bible out and worshipped God, and I had a good time in Jesus. I've had a good time all week. Now, what happened to my foot? Well, I. I got stupid. Lisa left and went to Louisiana, and I went out and got me the biggest, fattest Italian sausage you could buy. God, was it good. Grease dripping off down my chin. It had enough salt in it to kill a mule. And then I went home and had some red pepper soup and found out that's 900 grams of salt in that, and I had two cups. And I woke up and my foot was swollen and I went, that's stupid. You can't live a week without your wife. You just. Anyway, I know none of y'all have ever done anything dumb. I know that. I'm just airing my dirty laundry. Anyway, God is good, isn't he? I don't want you to think we don't go through. I have, a, I have something I'm going to share with you today, and, and, and it, it's, you're just going to, it's awesome. 
God is good. God is good. He's taught me so much, and one of the greatest desires is to teach you. Go to Mark eleven twenty two again. Mark eleven twenty two. If you see me sit down, it's because I need to. And um, anyway, I'm, if I had skinny jeans, I'd be cool. Don't they do this on TV? They sit in a chair, and I hate it. Don't look for skinny jeans because I don't own none. Justin said to me one day, you need to reach your generation. I said, no, I don't. I reach mine, you reach yours. <laughs> you know, Brother Hagen was the most uncool person you ever saw. He's just an old Texan geezer, and yet he reached his generation. You don't need to look cool to reach your generation. So I'm not sitting in a chair because I'm trying to look cool. Just tired standing up. Mark 11. Last two weeks, I want to say last week, Lisa preached last week. Last two weeks, we've been, we've been talking about living in the fourth dimension. And so I'm going to talk about now faith. But, but I've, I've been reading from Mark 11. And I want to read this again. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said, have faith in God. You heard me say this, it bears repeating. For a long time, the statement, have the faith of God, bothered me. I didn't, I didn't like that, the way Jesus said it. I thought we should have faith in God. Not, not I should have the faith of God. But you can't change the Bible just because you don't like it. And one day I began to meditate on it, and, and, and it dawned on me that what Jesus turned to him and said, there's a way God operates. And that's the way Jesus operates. And what he said to his disciples is, you know, he has given to every man the measure of faith, and you can have faith like God has faith. Now, why am I preaching this? I'm going to tell you in a nutshell. You don't have a problem that your faith can't change it. You don't have a sickness. There's no disease. There's no trial. Your faith will not change it. That's powerful. Once, once you know that, hope deferred will make your heart sick. It's when you're laying in a bed and, and you think, does it, why hasn't God done this and why hasn't God done that and why? And that's the, on the internet, people are constantly going, if God is a good God, why is there so many do that? And you, you can't get any dumb, you just go to church, dummy, or get out of a bad one. So I'm here to tell you this today. Smith Wigglesworth said, your faith, it doesn't matter how bad you're fettered, faith will change it. And we read the story where R.W. Schambach was talking about the man that was in, in the hospital. He, he was a wealthy man, and he lost all of his money. He got sick. He got all, lost all of his money. His wife left him. He lost his business. And he finally, the, the priest came in and pulled a towel up over his head and declared him dead and walked out. That's a bad day. Right? No. 
Jesus walked through the wall and looked at him and said, you don't have any problems. And the guy's going, what kind of nut are you? I don't have any problems. I got all kind of problems. And he said, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. That man turned his face toward God and came off that bed and got healed and walked out and regained everything he'd ever lost. Now, when Jesus said this, have faith in God, he wasn't just trying to put a little more words in his book. He was being very serious with you and I. You're not where you are today because of circumstances. You're where you are because either a lack of faith or whatever. Whatever you are doing, wherever you are, you can change it. And Jesus said you can change it. And it came because he told a fig tree to die, and it did. And that's really not normal. Now, don't look at Jesus. You talk to traffic lights. When are you going to change? I don't have eternal tea to sit down here and watch you. So Jesus is talking about have faith in God. So I'm going to talk to you for a minute about this. I want to read on a little bit more. Surely I say to you, whoever says this mountain be removed and cast and see and shall not down his heart, believe the things he says, will have what he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things when you ask, when you pray, believe you have them. Say, I believe. I have it. Now, I just said something to you all ago, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. I haven't had a bad week. You say, well, were, were, you, were you having cold sweats? Yep. Did you have headaches? Yep. Were you sick? Ah, not having this mess. So I just sat in the living room and sang. Finally stuck my left foot in ice water and sang. Not trying to get anything. I'm just not allowing the devil to run. You don't have me. And, and, and it works. Oh, they only, was it 18 years ago that told me you had a year to live? I'm in rebellion. I just don't think I got time for that. Anyway, I got a birthday coming up. I'm, I'm going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. Do I, I, don't, I don't feel 70. I don't. I don't know what that feels like. When I was a kid, my grandfather was 70. He was old. And I'm not. I mean, he drove like Mr. Magoo. You know? I don't drive like Mr. Magoo. I, neither, does, neither does Catherine. I want you to open your Bible to Hebrews 11.1, 1, and let's look over there for a minute. I got something powerful to share with you. Now, faith is. Faith's never tomorrow. It's never going to be. And it's not was. It is. Now, we're talking. Now I've been talking about this, and I've said some things that may sound a little strange to you. You live in four dimensions. You're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And you live in a natural world. The 3D world you live in does not control the spirit world. The spirit world controls the natural world. 
If you want to change anything in your life, you got to go in the spirit and get it and bring it back over here. And you can do it. Jesus told you you can do it. Your words are spirit and life. They're eternal. There's a lot of things that aren't, but your words are. Your thoughts are eternal. So guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard what you think about. Guard what goes on inside of you. So, so when you talk about faith is in the spirit realm, there's no such thing as time. Time does not exist with God. God is. When he's, where he sits, and don't ask me how, he sees everything from the end to the future at the same time. He saw the day you were born and the day you died at the same moment when he looked at you. There's no such thing as time in the spirit. Listen, when you die, when it says eternal life, it's not a long, 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 long time. It's the absence of it. If you go to hell, time ends. That's why it's forever. Boy, I'm preaching better than you're amen. But you understand that we are, as a spirit, you, when you walk with God, you have to understand that he can't answer a prayer tomorrow. He don't have one. He answers it now or forget it. So anytime that you're going to talk to God, you got to talk to him now. Heavenly Father, I believe I receive healing now. Now, as long as you're believing someday, you're not in faith and nothing's going to change. So you have to go into now. Now, I, I, I know you've heard that. I know you've heard that. Now, faith is. Well, God's got to learn, God's got to help you get into that. And you can. And you can. Say, I can. And I will. He wouldn't have told you to have faith, and you can't. He wouldn't have told you you could operate in his faith, and he lied about it. That'd be unjust. Now, you understand, because we live in a 3D world, that sometimes becomes more real to us than the Spirit. But we should learn to walk and live in two realms at the same time. All right, I'm going to ask you all a question. Have you ever had what y'all call deja vu, 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 whatever, deja vu, and you saw something coming what do you think happened to you? You stepped over into a spirit realm and saw something happening a week out, a month out, a year from now. But, but, that, but see, that's, that should be normal. I remember a lady was in the church one day and she walked through the foyer and I went, oh, you're pregnant. She went, well, who told you? I said, well, I, you just walked by. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw baby, I saw it all. Why is that not normal? She said, well, I haven't told anyone. I said, <laughs> 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 
Come on. Jesus operated like that. Why are we not? Why, why, why are we living so, so out of the spirit realm? That, come on. Hebrews 11. Um, I'm not over there yet. I'm fixing, to, I'm fixing to crank your tractor. I'm being serious. You're fixing to go, oh my God, my best days are ahead of me. Now, faith is seven things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean, the evidence? Well, if you don't see it yet, is there any evidence? Yeah, my faith. Am I healed? Yep. How? My faith. I'm going to explain that to you. I'm going to explain that to you. That'll make sense. Go down now to Hebrews 11, 11, 11, 11. By faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed and bore a child when she was past the age. She judged him faithful who promised. Now, what he's doing here is he's, he's using an analogy of Abraham and Sarah, but he goes over to Sarah and he said, when Sarah had gotten to the place where she couldn't conceive, she conceived. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I'm going, to, I'm going to get you thinking very strong. When did she conceive child? Well, Abraham and her were unable to have relations, so it couldn't have been intercourse. I know there's children in here. They're all asleep. Don't worry about it. Am I right? She's unable. Something happened to cause her to conceive. Now, I'm going to say this, and your imagination is, is, is the place you conceive. That's why God gave it to you. He didn't give it to you to be used immorally. He gave it to you for your good. As a man thinks. So is he. if God's going to change your life, he's got to change the way you think. So we know that Sarah conceived. When did she conceive? When God called her the mother of nations. She took that word and she conceived a child. And Abraham... He conceived from when God said, you're that we'll get in it, we're going to get into this. So now I want to tell you a story. <laughs> well, you're going you're gonna to love this. Lisa and I, oh, many, many years ago, uh, we had given all of our vacation money away to some missionary and God told us to do it. Well, you know, when you do that, just obey God. And, uh, and we have friends that have uh, a, a cabin in Sedona. Arizona, and they called us up and said, you know, the Lord laid it on our heart to give you our truck and our cabin in Sedona for you to have vacation. I went, dear God, yeah, that's Jesus. And they, and they took us out to Arizona and flew us out there. And, and then he asked me while I was out there if I would preach. And I'm like, let me pray about that. Come on, y'all. I don't know, Lisa, did we preach Sunday and then leave and come back Wednesday? I, I think that's what we did. Well, we got back down there Wednesday night, and this was kind of like a normal church by the world standards. They, they didn't have a lot of Holy Ghost anything. 
But we got in there and we started about seven at night and we got out about one in the morning. Holy Ghost fell. I mean, people were being healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. It, I, mean, I mean, there was, what, three, four hundred people in this building, maybe more. It looked like a bomb went off in there, and people just all over the floor laughing and drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I remembered right, and I remembered I was preaching. I was standing up there talking, and man, all of a sudden, I had a word of knowledge, and I said, baby! And, and, and I said, what is this? Who wants a baby? And there was a girl there. I call her a girl. She's probably late 20s, maybe early 30s. She screamed, I want a baby. And she was barren. And her doctor told her, you can't have a baby. And I'm and here, here we're having a Holy Ghost meeting, and I holler baby, and this lady jumped up and went, I want a baby. I want, and she ran up to me, I want a baby. And I said, well, you do have a husband? And she went, yes. And she took off running through the building, and she grabs this poor dude over there and drags him back through the building in front of me. And I looked at the two of them, and she's looking like a, yeah, I want a baby. And I said, nine months from now, you'll have a baby. And out in the power, she went, wham. And she stood up and she, listened to me. She said, I have a baby. When did she conceive? Right there. Do you think her husband? Well, yeah. That night. Later that night. But see, listen. I'm going to come over here and preach. Listen, listen to me. When she went from I want to I have. I want. I have. She got pregnant. She reached in the spirit realm and went, I have a baby. Now, did I do that? No. She could have done it without me preaching. But God in his mercy will often call out things to get you out of I want to I have. Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe it's granted. That, that's where we're, listen, that's where you're struggling. You're, wait, you're waiting and waiting. Stop it. I told you this week, I hadn't been home trying to get healed. Dear God in heaven, Jesus already did that. I'm not trying to get anything. I, I, I am not going to fight for what Jesus already did. But I'll fight, yeah, I'll fight. But I'm not fighting, the, I'm not fight, the devil's whipped. But I got to get my want to into a have. Now, in other words, you, you've got to get, you've got to get pregnant. Ooh, I just said a lot. God is waiting to get you pregnant. Well, that's good. Say, I have. I have eternal life. I am blessed. I am healed. I am an overcomer. 
I have it. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe it's granted. It's granted. All right. Yeah, I told you. Well, you're going to leave here today. You're going to walk out here and go, good God Almighty, let's go. You're, you don't have a problem. You can't change it. With, with. Jesus said so. Go to Romans 4. I'm just getting started. I'm, I'm just cranking up. Turn to your neighbor and say, boy, I'm going to tell you, I think you need this. Boy, do we all. Do we all. Do we all. Boy, do we all. Romans 4.13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham and his seed through the law, but the righteousness of faith. Listen to me. The promise that you're healed is by faith in Jesus. Your faith is not in your faith. Your faith, Jesus bore it. And therefore I am. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Listen, faith makes life easy. Not If you're struggling, you're not in faith. All that happened to that girl that night is she just got over into faith. She'd been praying and praying and praying to no avail until she went from, I want, I have a baby. They called us back nine months later and said, it's a boy. You're talking about a happy mama. You see, well, Pastor Daryl did that. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Don't go around here saying Pastor got me pregnant. I didn't get you pregnant. <laughs> we had one lady in the church one time said, I am pregnant. It's your fault, Pastor. And she was out in the foyer, and I went, it's not my fault. I'm just saying, <laughs> rumors get started around here. Nothing to do with you having a baby. I'm a one-woman man. You know why? That's all I can handle. Man, I got my hands full right here. Y'all pray for me. No, I missed her. I can tell you that. When she was going, I missed her. Hebrews 11. Let's, let's read on. Um, no, not Hebrews. Romans. Romans, Romans 4.17. As, as it is written... I made you a father of nations in the presence of him who believed God and gives life to the dead and calls things that do not exist as though they did. What did God say? Abraham, I made you the father of nations. And he's like, all right then. You say that's great faith? Yeah, that's it. What do you think happened to Mary? Highly favored woman of God. Thou art pregnant. I don't even have a boyfriend. No matter. Holy Ghost is going to come on you. And she went, okay. 
Is that it? Yeah. Don't make this hard. You got born again that way. He died on the cross for you, went down in the region of the damned for you, rose from the dead for you, so you don't have to go to hell. You receive that? Yes. Yeah, I'll take that. And you're trying to make this hard. Come on. I'm believing for my healing. Well, stop. He already got it. I'm doing really good. Say, I'm blessed. Everything I put my hand to prospers. See, you're not trying to become. Whoa, I'm just, just getting, I gotta, I'm getting ready to get cranked up here, Kenny. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed that he became the father of nations according to what was spoken. Now listen to this. So shall your descendants be, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his body. Well, you just don't know what I've been through. Shut up. Amen. You don't know who I, shut up. You don't know my upbringing. Hush. Ain't got a thing in the world to do with it. You don't know what the doctor said. Don't care. This is not the issue. See, if you're going to consider Jesus, you got to consider what you're not going to consider. Now, he didn't sit around and think about how old he is or how old mama is or how many times they've tried in the past and it didn't work. And he didn't consider any of that. He considered what God said only. You're the father of nation. Okay. Now, there, there's a key here. There's a key here. <laughs> you remember the girl I just told you about? If you saw her when she said, I have a baby, she was dancing and screaming and spinning and jumping. Why? She's pregnant. Pregnant women act like they're pregnant. We didn't sit there and say, I sure hope so. It wouldn't have done any good. God says you're pregnant, honey. You're pregnant. God said you're healed. God said your best days are ahead of you. God said whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. God said you're an overcomer. God said the greater one lives on the inside of you. Glory be to God, Jesus is Lord. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Man, I'm going to tell you something. I get all fired up. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your what? Faith. One drop of faith. He said, you have, if you, if you just have enough faith, you could, you could tell that sick of mine tree, you just dry up and die. Man, that's a lot of power. Woo. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his body already dead. The old dead body. About a hundred years old in the deadness, he didn't waver at the promise through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. What does faith sound like? Victory. What does faith sound like? Faith sounds, faith has a sound. Faith has a voice. 
<laughs> Y'all are getting this, aren't you? My God, you're getting this. You say, what about the days ahead? Who cares? They know any Christ system going to overthrow the church, you goofy thing. I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't stand against it. We're going to have to get out of there before they can even get anything done. Mm-hmm. You, you ought to feel sorry for the devil. The poor sucker's fixing to go straight to hell. And all of the idiots in Washington are going with him and, and the New World Order. You ought to feel sorry for them. Do your best to get them saved. Don't sit around here and mope about we live in the last days. Do you think the power of God ended because you lived in the last days? You know, when Jesus was born, he wasn't a Democrat or a Republican. He didn't even have the right to vote. And he sure changed the world he lived in. And he did not waver at the promise of God through, through unbelief, was strengthened, given glory to God fully. Convinced that what he promised, he was able to perform it fully. Now, now, now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to do this. Are y'all ready for me? I'm, I, I'm just getting started. This little book right here has helped me. And so I'd like to read to you a minute, and I don't want you to leave today and say, I felt like a kid in school with a teacher reading to us. Well, I'm going to read to you because I don't think you're reading. (laughs) Now, see, whenever I'm not going, I just pick up books like this, and I just read myself happy. What God did for one man, he did. But see, there's principles, and you need to find out what worked for them, and it worked for you. Now, listen to this. I'm going to read a story to you, and you're going to enjoy it. It's the day that Paul Youngie Cho got pregnant with a bicycle. He said, can you get pregnant with a bicycle? Yes, you can. As a matter of fact, listen, listen to what I'm going to say. Your imagination is where you conceive. Watch what you think about. Watch what you meditate on. Now, maybe the most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life is to Focus. He fully persuaded. All he did was focus on what God said. Now, you can get your eyes off and get it on your own body and get it on your doctor's report. That's your business. You just don't know how I feel. No matter how you feel. If you want pity, if you're pitiful, you'll never be powerful. Are y'all ready? One day when I was reading my Bible, I was tremendously impressed by God's promises. The Bible said that if I put my faith in Jesus and prayed in his name, I could receive anything. The Bible taught me that I'm a son of God, I'm a child of the king, and and he's the Lord of lords. And I said, Father, why should a child of the king, referring to himself, and, and you understand he is very poor, very poor, very poor preacher, very poor, bad preacher. Probably a good preacher, but poor. I could receive anything. And I said, why should a child of the king and the Lord of lords live without a desk, a chair, and walk everywhere I go? I should have a humble desk. I don't know why all Oriental people think that everything has to be humble. And a chair to sit on and a bicycle to ride and do visitation. And I felt that according to Scripture, 
I should have these things from the Lord. I knelt and I prayed, Father, I'm now praying. I want a desk, a chair, and a bike. And I believed and I started praising God. From that moment on, I waited for the delivery of each of these things I had prayed for. A month had passed with no answer. In two months, five, six, they were still sitting around waiting. Nothing happened. One rainy day, I was very depressed. What's depression? Hope deferred is, makes the heart sick. Listen, if, if, some, if you prayed and something didn't happen, it isn't on God's end. Change the way you're praying. And I say this with grace. I know you want pity. Stop it. Uh, hush. Why do you want to dig a hole deeper than you're already in? You've been in the Word of God all your life and you're sitting around having a pity party. Stop it. Get your Bible out and start reading it and do what you know to do. And we'll get back to that in a minute. From that moment on, I was waiting for delivery each of those things. It had been six months. I'm depressed. Not having any food that evening. I was hungry, tired, and depressed. And I started complaining. Lord, I asked you to give me a desk, a chair, and a bicycle several months ago. And you hadn't supplied we with none of those things. Now, you see here, I am preaching the gospel to poverty people. And how can I tell them to use faith in God when it don't even work for me? Oh, this is a pity part, boy, isn't it? My father, I'm very discouraged, and I'm not sure about this. And I don't know, I can't deny the word of God, but if I'm going to wait on you, I'll probably be dead before you give them to me. That ain't going to do me no good. <laughs> He's having a bad day, ain't he? He's just having a bad day. I sat there, and I began to cry. <laughs> Suddenly, I felt serenity, and I felt like, a, like the spirit of God came over my soul. And when I have that kind of feeling, now God, God's fixing to talk to me. He says, son, I know I heard your prayer a long time ago when you asked him. And boy, right away I said, where's my desk and I chair and my bike? If you heard me, where are they? And he's all mad at God. You and I have been here. Have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed? You can stop right now. You just, he heard you. Right then, he said, yeah, the trouble with you and all my children, you beg, demand everything. He said, I don't even know what kind of chair you want, bike you want, or, or, or desk you want. He said, why don't you get a little more specific? I was a turning point in my life. No professor in Bible school ever taught me to pray like that. I said, Lord, do you really want me to use definite terms? This time, the Lord led me to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is a substance clear-cut things you hope for. Do you know what you want? I knelt down and I said, Father, okay, I made a great mistake. I misunderstood you. I canceled all that prayer. <laughs> and I gave him the size of the desk. I said, I would like one made out of Philippine mahogany. And I want a bit, the best chair. I want one made with iron frame with little rollers so I can roll around my office like a big shot. And then it got to the bicycle, I said, I gave much consideration to the matter. Because there's so many kinds of bikes, Korean, Jap, German. In those days, the best bikes were made in the United States. I think it was the Schwinn he ended up getting. And I wanted a very strong, sturdy bicycle. And he said, I want one with gears on it so I can ride around and change gears. Well, now he's obeying God and he's getting specific, isn't he? All right. All right. 
He said, I felt faith flowing up out of me in my heart, and I slept like a baby. When I woke at 4.30 the next morning to prepare the early morning prayer, I found my heart was empty. The evening before, I had all the faith in the world, but while I slept, faith took wing and left me. I couldn't feel anything in my heart, and I said, Father, this is terrible. One thing to have faith entirely different to keep that faith and receive an answer. Now, what the Lord told him to do was to start sharing what he prayed for. And start calling things that are not as though they are. I have a bicycle. I have a desk. Now now listen to what he says here because everybody in the area that he was preaching in, those things were monumental. So when he got up the next morning excited in front of his church and started preaching, I have a bike. And I have a desk and a chair. They all went, where? We want to see it. So he took a bunch of the kids home with him, and he looked in his office, and every, it's empty. There's not even a bed in there. He's sleeping on the floor. He doesn't have a table to eat on. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't own anything. And he's the pastor of the church preaching to people that God will meet all their needs, and he has nothing. So listen, so he gets up that morning, starts preaching you know, what God showed him the night, and they all looked at him and said, where is it? And they went to his house, and he said, God, I'm in a predicament now, what am I going to say? So, so the Lord gave him an idea. He said, when, when you were conceived in your mother's womb, where were you? Well, you were in your mother. You were, in, see, when you were conceived, you existed. But you weren't here yet. So he looked at the young men that came to his office and said, I'm pregnant with a bike. Oh, God, that, what do you think happened in the village after that? Everywhere he went, they were rubbing his belly to see whether the bike had been growing. He said, it embarrassed me. He said, but I didn't get off my faith. The moment he believed, he received. He got a bike. He said, I built my church to a million people doing that. He said, I changed my income this way. Think about what I just said to you. Several months later, the desk, the chair, and the bike showed up. People quit laughing at him. But listen to Listen to what I'm going to say. Your imagination is where you conceive your miracle. Satan wants your imagination. Brother Hagen made a statement. He said, before I got up off the bed, I saw myself dead. I saw myself having, I saw my funeral. I saw it all. I laid in bed at night afraid because I'm dying and there's no hope. No one in my condition has lived past the age of 16 and I'm coming up on my 16th birthday and I'm going to die and there's nothing I can do about it. He said he went through bouts of depression on that bed. You would too. But he said he kept opening up his Bible. No one would teach him. And he opened up to Mark eleven twenty three. Whatever you desire, when you pray, 
You believe. You receive. He said, God, I do believe. I do believe. Why am I still in this bed? He said, you believe as far as you know. He said, but I said, believe that you have it. You're believing it's going to come one day. I said, believe you have it. And he went, oh. He's still in bed. But he called his family and said, bring me a paper and a pencil. What are you doing? I'm going to go preach the gospel. All over Texas. And he's in bed. What happened that day? He got healed. He said, I receive healing for my deformed heart. I receive healing for my incurable blood to see. I receive it. And from this moment forward, I'm the healed. He conceived it. Now, let me tell you something. You get pregnant, you, you may not see a baby for a week or two or a month or two. That doesn't mean you don't have one. Once you receive a miracle, doesn't mean you don't have it. Someone said, how do you feel, Pastor? Wrong question. (laughs) I was going to sit, but I can't. I walk in Jesus' name. Is this, this, am I the only one in here? I want you to say this. My best days are ahead of me. God has things he wants to say to you, give you a future and a hope. All the depression you're dealing with is because you are looking and thinking about the wrong thing. It's your fault. You're messed up. Well, glory to God. Go to Proverbs 4. How am I doing for time? Oh, Jesus is Lord. Am I boring y'all or y'all all right? Okay. <laughs> Whoa, we could go down this path all day and end of the night. Where's Proverbs? Proverbs. The other day I got my Bible out and began to, begin to read the Word. Listen to this statement, Proverbs 4.20. My son, give attention to my Word. You say, I don't have time. Yeah, you do. You better. You don't have anything outside of it. Whatever you're doing that's taking time from the Word of God, you need to stop it right now. The word is the thing that's going to impregnate you. The word is the thing that's going to get in you and impregnate you. Say, I'm rich. Get pregnant. But you have to have a Bible to do that. My son, attend to my words, incline your ears to my saying, 
and do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. They, my words, are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. Health. You can't stay sick with an open Bible. <laughs> this is fourth dimension stuff. This is, not, this is not 3D. This book is 4D. This is God talking. And his word will not come back void in you. But you have to get it in you. Now listen to this. Brother Hagin said, I want to call your attention particularly to one verse. Many people fail because they see themselves fail. They keep the wrong thing in front of their eyes. Understanding this, I was a turning point in my life because up until that time when I read the scripture, I had always seen myself dead. I could picture every detail about my death, but after I read the word of God, I saw myself well, and I began to see myself alive. I began to see myself doing things I never did in my life because of my heart condition. He had a heart condition, but he also had a scripture. One of them's got to change. Something's got to give, Kenny. Something's got to give. One of them's stronger than the other. I knew God called me to preach and I could see myself preaching and I began to get ready for it. And while I was bedfast, I asked for a tablet and a pencil, and I got a Bible and began to prepare sermons. And none of them were preachable, and I finally did preach one of them. The reason many folks fail is they're ready to fail, and they see themselves failing. If the word does not depart from your eyes, you're going to see yourself well. You're going to see yourself blessed. If you don't see yourself without sickness and disease and see yourself well, it's because the word of God has departed from in front of your eyes. Say give. It shall be given. You want to be poor? Boy, this is good preaching. I mean, I've just preached myself slap happy. Now, you think, oh, you're going to get all this in a day. Well, you didn't get messed up in a day. Took you a while to get messed up. Let me tell you something. You get your Bible out and you start. Let me just, let me just. Go to Hebrews 40. I'm going to pop it on the screen. Let's, let's, let's just. I think I'm just going to get some of y'all pregnant. Are you ready? Go to Isaiah. Come on, come on, come on. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Their everlasting God, the creator of the earth, neither faints nor weary, is unstanding, is unsearchable. Come on. He gives power to the weak. Those who have no might, he increases strength. The youths faint and are weary. Young men utterly fall. But, come on, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You, you start reading scriptures like this. You, you, you know, your neighbors aren't going to know what to do with you over there screaming and shouting in your house. 
<laughs> Do y'all know where I got that scripture from? Because when I turned 70, somebody told me I was old, and I went, not on your life. They that wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord. I got a deer hunting trip I'm planning up in Tennessee. I got a mountain to climb. I ain't got time to, I, I just ain't got time to be old. I just, just rebelling against it. I wish you old people quit acting old. You bother me. <laughs> Say I. Mount up with a wing like an eagle. I run. I mean, when's the last time you saw yourself heading down the road? I'm going to say something to y'all, and I'm, I'm going to make you mad. All you older people, listen to me. You quit going to Walmart and getting in that stupid cart. And then all you people going to the gym, quit parking close to the gym and then going in and get on a walker. Crying because you had to park. Park way out there. You start thinking and acting old, you're going to get old. Come on, Catherine, I'm preaching better than you, amen. Come on, baby, I'm talking to you. Loud me the glory be to God. <laughs> Isaiah 41, 10. Are y'all ready? I'm gonna get you pregnant. I'm gonna get you pregnant. Fear not. Fear not. I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will live and not die and preach the gospel. Glory to God. <laughs> Romans 8, 31. Come on, I'm going to get you pregnant. Now, listen, when, when, the, when the whatever hit me the other day, did you know this is what I did? Get in there and start praying for my healing. Still, God, Jesus already got my healing. I'm not trying to get healed, you old dumb devil, you. Oh, put your mess on me. What I needed to do was get my eyes off of my circumstances and get them on this. What can I say to these things? If God is for me, I could care less what you think. <laughs> you know what people think about you? No. They didn't like Jesus. If everybody likes you, you're not living right. <laughs> he didn't spare his own son. Delivered him up for you. Say, how shall he? Not with him. Freely give me everything. Say, I have it. Who's going to bring a charge against me? It was God who made me righteous. Come on. Who is he who condemns me? Jesus died and sat down at the right hand of God. He's actually up there praying for me. Say, he's praying for me. My best days are ahead. <laughs> You're getting pregnant as all get out right now. I mean, some of y'all are getting so pregnant with victory. If you have a baby, I want you to name him Victory. You know they'll call him Victor. That's all right. 
Who's going to separate me from the love of Christ? Trouble? No. I told you this when I first came in. You, you quit running around acting like you ain't never had no trouble. The minute you have trouble, you duck and hide from church so people don't know you're having a problem. Darling, listen to me. Everybody in this room has problems. The difference is whether the problem has you. When you come in and we say count it all joy, we're not asking you to pretend like you don't got no trouble. You're just acting like the Bible's bigger than the trouble. Let me tell you something. If, if a preacher who preaches faith can limp into church on Sunday morning, so can you. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm doing good. I still got another one. I, this is what I do at home, Cindy. Listen to me. When I, when I get into a mess, this is what I do. Amen. Sitting there and go, Jason, I've been worshiping you and pastoring church for years. And if anybody ought to be healed, it should be me. <laughs> now, I'm just trying my best to just get my healing. I don't even want to hear what he has to say to me if I start talking like that. Don't tell me your body don't demand. Pay attention to your pain. No. <laughs> Lisa came in the room the other night. They came home. She said, how you doing, baby? I said, fantastic. She said, you want dinner? I said, yep. I'm just laying in the bed, man. I can't even walk. She's like, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out, Abraham. She went, ah, I figured something was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to give the devil any satisfaction. I'm just going to tell you right now. All right, okay. Where was I? 2 Corinthians 4. I'm going to close with this. Are y'all ready? Listen, listen. You, you, do y'all remember Mark Hankins talking about the time Trina got a brain tumor? He didn't run around pretending like he didn't have a trial. What about when his grandson got leukemia? Did he run around acting pretending like he don't have trials? He's got trials. Don't run around pretending like I don't have any trouble. Yeah, you got trouble all over you. We tell you got trouble. Are y'all y'all listening to me? This is why you have church. This is why you have a Bible, because many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he, I opened my Bible the other day and the devil said, well, you're going to get healed? And I went, no. I said, I'm not even going to pray. I said, I'm going to sit here with my foot in ice and shout. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Now, I didn't read this scripture. It says, consider not, but what do you consider? I considered Jesus on that cross taking my sin and he took my sickness and he bore it. And I sat in a chair and worshiped him for what he did. Do you understand? 
I understand I can focus on something else. But Abraham considered not, but he considered him. And he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory. You are good. You are good. And the devil won't hear you shouting when you don't feel good. Count it all joy when you fall into diver. He didn't say you didn't have diver's temptation. He didn't say you ain't never going to have no diver's temptation. He said you count it joy. Why? Because listen, he is, he is faithful. All right. I got one more scripture. My, I got to tell y'all something. I actually think I can put my shoe on now. All right. Do y'all know how much fun I have doing this? I just... I hate the devil. He attacks me and he attacks you. We just get in here and just whip that sucker. I call you healed. I come against depression in your soul. All depression in your soul. Go now. All depression. Go over people now. No, you can't stay in people. Say, you can't have me. You can't have me. I still haven't read my last scripture. Second Corinthians 4. I know it's good. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what was written, I believe and therefore I speak. We also believe and therefore we speak. I have a baby. I have a baby. You walked in here tonight believing God praying for God to do something, I want you to take it. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe he said yes. Say this, he said yes. I have it. I'm pregnant. It's mine now. In Jesus' name. No more praying about it anymore. I'm not praying about it anymore. All I'm going to do now is rejoice in the Lord and thank you, Jesus, until this thing arrives in my life. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Jesus is Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Glory be to God. <laughs> oh, glory. Woo! Do you know why the devil want to kill me? He don't like me at all. But I just love smearing his nose in it. Oh, rub your nose in it. Say this, say this, Pastor. We'll never miss another Sunday in Jesus' name.
Say, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. God's good. Yeah, my foot don't even hurt anymore. I think it just needed to hear me preach a little bit. I love you guys. I love y'all. God loves you. He has great things for you. He has great things for you. He needs you to get your eyes on him. This is really not hard to do. This is actually, this is actually easier. I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand. That night, that girl, she went from I want to I have. Bam. An impossible situation turned in one minute. Today, many of you have gone from I want to I have. And you may not see the answer this week or next month. That's fine. I have it. But you have it. You have it. It's yours now. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe I said yes. And you shall have it. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Hey.